Hello, um, <clears throat> welcome to the podcast of Cadmus Change. Um, here we have uh, another episode. Uh, last week we discussed the um, succession planning and we discussed the case of Unilever. It was very interesting. And this week I'm again with uh, Pio. Uh, how are you, Pio? Oh, I'm great. Thank you very much, uh, Bray. Thank you very much for the uh, next episode. Yeah, nice. So we have a lot of energy today to discuss uh, another topic that we chose uh, for this series. Um, we want to talk this week about flexibility in approaching market changes. Um, well, uh, as you have seen, we are choosing flexibility as a interconnected uh, topic. And in this uh, week, we are going to discuss the case of Nokia. Um, well, Pio, tell us a little bit more uh, about the case of uh, Nokia. I think everyone remembers uh, phones. I think everyone remembers the Model 3310 uh, that was so popular back in the days, around 15 years ago. And, Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was a beautiful machine. You could throw it from the third uh, floor and it would work perfectly. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, it was enough to charge it every two weeks and it was working and working for years. Actually, I, I still know a guy who owns one model and uses it still. Wow, so that's he's really, a hero. It's <laughs> a hero. But back <laughs> well, to the company, it's, you know, we all know Nokia because of the phones and we all know um, what happened to it in, um, after, after the uh, smartphones uh, um, have been introduced, um, yeah. uh, namely that, this, that it went down, huh? Yeah. yeah, there is this famous phrase from the CEO, um, you remember, that he says that they did everything well. Yeah, they did everything. They did everything well. They say they did everything they um, they they thought they uh, um, uh, they should do, and uh, everything that was right to do. And anyways, despite that, they uh, they lost. So, you know, huh. they just sometimes it is about not only, you're not the only fish in a pond. Uh, there are also the other ones. In that case, there was I, I, uh, Apple with his iPod uh, and iPhone. And they just actually, you know, slaughtered um, the market share of Nokia. But, mm -hmm. you know, what I said, we know Nokia because of the, uh, the, the, the cell phone business. But, I mean, not everyone knows what Nokia was before, what kind of company it is. And, and um, I just, just a short recap for all the listeners. Mm -hmm. It uh, was founded in 1865. Uh, as, as most people know, it, it comes from Finland. And, but it's like, well, 100 what? 100, almost 50 years of history, right? And, yeah. and interesting stuff, it uh, started as a, as a pulp manufacturer, so for a paper. And um, and then and then 1902 it started generate the electricity. Um, uh, they well they, they have of course um, in uh, if you go to the museum in uh, Vapriki in Finland, and um, uh, you can see um, you can see some of the products that um, uh, that Nokia was um, producing and selling back in the days. Uh, one famous one from the 1960 with almost a very similar logo to the one we have today. 
was on the face of a toilet paper. Uh, that Nokia was producing back in the 60s. So pretty so, different sounds good than to the have three, toilet three, paper <laughs> with a Nokia symbol. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but of course, they were um, in, in, in many, many areas. They were doing some military radios. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, they were producing the micro uh, computers, the personal computers, and the first cell phones from um, uh, 1985 uh, that's called Mobira Cityman. Um, uh, TV also, uh, they were manufacturing t TVs. Um, well, 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 you say it, huh? so the pagers that they w were making, but of course, the phones, this was it. That was this yeah. engage model, uh, you know, the snake, who, who, who doesn't know the snake game, right? That, <laughs> that was like, actually, everyone's playing snake, you know? Now yeah, it's, it's, it was all different. about the snake. Yeah. <laughs> all about but, the snake back in the days. <laughs> but tell us, uh, what went wrong? <laughs> yeah, well, what went wrong is I think that they... Um, they just, you know, sometimes you just don't see what what can happen. I, I remember that that some guys they say like, well, yeah, people want their button on a screen. Uh -huh. it, the, the the phone without button will never work. That's actually what they thought. Uh -huh. well, guess what? Huh? It, it was totally different. So it was they didn't recognize mm -hmm. the, the the risk. They weren't prepared for it, and they thought, yeah. well, we are so big that nothing will happen to us. And yep. this is a wake-up call from two things, because A, they were the market leader, almost in a monopolist at some point in terms of phones in certain countries and regions. And a couple of years, three years later, they were worth nothing in that terms. On the other side is uh, you need to look at the current, um, current portfolio of Apple. And if you look at a product iPhone, I, I sense also a little bit of similar risk, yeah, uh, but yeah. that's for maybe a different, different, different uh, podcast. But at, I, the, <laughs> the similarity of situation is there. Yeah, very interesting because actually, if, you, if we go to the the data from those days in which uh, Nokia was dominating the market, we see that yeah, uh, Google was not even selling phones, uh, Android was not there, um, the competitors were like yeah, actually far away. But they were there, and they were yes. doing things. They were doing yeah. things. And yeah. That's the thing. If you if you look into the market of those days, okay, gaming, for example, uh, a lot of the improvements uh, in the phones yeah. about hardware and capabilities are oriented to that. And Nokia yeah. never tried to do something about it. You know, so it's. Clearly, they were maybe not ignoring, but they were not, they, they underestimate competi competition. It's the ego. I think it's a little bit ego. the ego, I need to say, on one side. Because yeah. re remember that um, Nokia, it, it was in the year 2009, they were on a, a 85th placed on a Fortune 500 companies. Um, okay. So, well, even though that um, since then, the the life for Nokia wasn't sunshine and rainbows as it used to be before when they peak for the mobile world. They are still on a place 466 on uh -huh. this year's 
Fortune 500 list. So it is so, still a huge company. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So what what are they doing well then? Yeah, well, that's um, that's very interesting, and that's actually yeah. something that that you uh, <laughs> tell us about it more about how, why why it is so beautiful for them how they how they can uh, um, switch and how is it that they are hundred almost hundred fifty years on the market producing different stuff. So they are the master of change in terms <laughs> when they see okay one doesn't work go for something else don't stick mm -hmm. to the dead horse you know you just need a new horse to ride on to get where you want to get mm -hmm. so um yeah. after the so the post mobile phone area you can say it like that maybe um mm -hmm. well yeah well they, they focus of course on a, on a um, uh, more on a network equipment Mm -hmm. uh, okay. through Nokia networks. So, um, for example, in 2014, they made a they cut a very big deal with China Mobile for 970 million for delivering um, um, the network equipment for 14 and 15. Um, mm -hmm. They were also working on 360 degrees virtual reality camera uh, mm -hmm. in 2015. Um, and and uh, working also, you know, the the, the 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 let's just say, equipment for the virtual reality uh, filmmaking mm -hmm. platforms, and um, then of course 2015, and they bought a, um, uh, the Alcatel Lucent for 15.6 billion. Uh, so that's uh, also a huge step. Then uh, yeah. um, they made a uh, they made a deal with the BMW and with Daimler and then Volkswagen for 2.8 billion uh, for the digitalizing on the maps. Uh -huh. um, and they closed the deal in 2015 and 2016. And, um, the health device maker WeThinks. Uh, they cut the deal also with them. Um, well, it, it, it acquired it for one nine one, and uh, it was it was uh, integrated in a digital health unit of Nokia. And since uh -huh. actually that's interesting. Since two thousand sixteen, they're working really really hard on a five G. So yes. that's interesting because they yeah. are now um, working with it a little bit. Uh, uh, globally, they in, in, in 2018 they bought a, a startup in uh, Silicon Valley, California, mm -hmm. uh, Space Time Insight, for example. Uh, from what I've heard also uh, about them is that the um, in January 2019 the Canadian government also announced that it will provide a, uh, so well 40 million um, Canadian dollars to support uh, Nokia's further research on a 5G technology. So uh -huh. they are uh, yeah. all having operations in 140 or 150 countries. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they are like a global brand. And despite that it, it doesn't go so well with those guys, when you look at the power of brand, this is really, um, you yeah, know, not the first best company. It's yeah. there, right? Eh? It's still no yeah. Nokia, right? Yeah. So, well, of, look, when you tell tell us all these uh, details, there is only one thing that comes to my mind, which is, wait a second. Okay, they were phone company, like uh, we knew them because of that. But before that, they were something different. And after that, they have 
and let's say explore different uh, ideas, different technologies. But what I see also is that they have kept steady the progress in 5G. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, everything that I see that you mentioned and what I have been looking in uh, about the details of Nokia, uh, everything, uh, you know, goes around the the new uh, the new era. You know what I what I believe is that Nokia, when Nokia saw their problem and they sold their phone division to to Microsoft, they were like, okay. Uh, and no one freak out, please. Um, we're going to do what we do best, and let's do technology that other people will need to use. And that they started with patents. You know, they started with patents. Let's do research. Let's let's get to to those uh, to those places where we know that we can get, and the people will need to use us. And that's why. Um, for example, uh, all these uh, acquisitions and uh, collaborations, all that, well, the, let's say that the, there have been other companies that have, have tried to do this. For example, Ericsson. Ericsson was producing also phones and everything, but they also went into uh, networks and, uh, you know, hardware and stuff like that. And why I mentioned that? because I want to compare their strategy with Nokia and why I like Nokia's um, better. Uh, Ericsson uh, built um, different, uh, let's say, network capabilities for companies like Verizon in the United States. And they planned, yes, the future. They say, like, we are building this now, and then in the future we are going to update the capabilities what, when, with what we have now. And Nokia said, we are going to develop technology and we are going to work with companies that we know that in five, 10 years, they will be able to use us and our technology will be ready to handle that progress. And that's what is yeah. happening. Actually, Nokia is developing hardware that has been going in the last three years uh, through a lot of different changes, but just to tune the correct uh, start for the 5G era. You know, unmanned trucks, partnership with uh, big car companies for uh, out, uh, like constant uninterrupt connections, uh, government uh, deals uh, that are uh, actually, <laughs> they have a lot of, uh, let's say not secret, but they cannot disclose a lot of, a lot of the details of their deals with the government. Um, so what they are doing is, let's say, paving the way for, yes, other companies will be able to use their patent, but they are there and they have predicted what is going to happen. And they say like, okay, we are not going to be anymore that company that sells something that then uh maybe we are going to have competition no actually of the 10 companies or nine companies in the world that are developing 5g technology they are in front with uh, maybe huawei and with the concerns that they can bring to for example the united states european union about the technology 
uh, Ericsson, which has this problem of uh, they need to update, they don't have uh, exactly the powerful hardware that Nokia is developing. So from all this, the interesting part is that they have resilience. You know, I have identified this resilience, which in a bad way, you know, they it brought overconfidence, and that's what happened in some years ago. But in the good way, they it brings focus, and they can adapt, and they adapted. Uh, they thought ahead in the last years, and connecting this with um, cognitive flexibility, we can identify that they were they imagine different factors they they try to really uh bring hypothetical cases and think like the others you know uh, i'm translating this to the personal side you know a person that works for a company and sees this happening in a uh, global scale in the company in the personal scale how you can identify these things uh yeah i always ask how many times during the day you go through a unlearning process, you know, like something that you are for sure, you know, and you try to for like try to stop doing it and unlearning it. No one does this because there is no uh, necessity, you know, yeah. like there, there is no opportunity to do this. That's why it needs to be trained. Uh, that's one one thing. Unlearning is not as easy as it sounds. It's actually very complicated. <laughs> uh, thinking about hypothetical cases, how many times per day someone sits down or in the working activities, not only thinks about one thing, but about different options of the same uh, problem. You know, that's not something that people have the opportunity to do because you are too busy. And that's why it needs to be trained. And another thing, that I think that should be trained to develop this cognitive flexibility that then translate into a company that their workers have better cognitive flexibility capacities is to think like the others. This is as simple as that. You know, as a person, you think like the others. As a company, you not underestimate your competitors. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, how many times per day you sit down and you look uh, to someone else that is doing a similar job or a completely different job, and you try to be on their feet. Um, that's a training. And you don't have the time to do it throughout the day, and that's why you need a specific training for this. So I wanted to, to mention these things to connect it with cognitive flexibility, you know, our case of Nokia, uh, how we can build on the capacity of predicting things and adapting to changes and really bringing that. Uh, it looks like they saw the future with a 5G, but I can assure mm -hmm. you that uh, it's based on trends and analy ana analysis and uh, not ignoring uh, what was going on around and even expanding those limits. Um, so yeah, Pio, I think that uh, what I can say about all this case and how I can bring it to the personal development side of the things is that uh, those things uh, can be trained uh, for 
uh, a person to really have uh, the capacity to expand their view, you know, and and go and have a similar resilience than, as uh, Nokia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, I uh, well, I think the Nokia in general is this one of the really the great uh, examples of the enormous. I would say hesitance, hesitance to fail, and it's someone that knows that the whole organism matters. Even if your your flag sheet product goes down, but your culture is there and your heart is there, and your culture is to change, to be open to change, to also recognize the necessity for change, and if you focus on not a problem, but looking for a solution. I think that's what what we can learn from Nokia in this one. And mm-hmm. I told you before that the that the uh, uh, despite of this huge drop down in a cell phone in 2010, 11, 12, the, the the company is still there in terms of branding around 170 or something from this brand, but. They appear on a number of different other rankings. For example, in 2019, in terms of reputation globally, um, uh, Nokia is on the place 77. And mm-hmm. believe me, there is like so it's one place above Ford, two places above SAP, three places above DHL. And on the, for example, 82, there is Johnson Johnson, 83, Procter Gamble, Roche, and just before um, Nokia, there are Toshiba, Carlsberg, Kimberly-Clark, Oracle, uh, Nestle, uh, Xerox. So you see that there's uh, really they are among the, 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 the brands everyone knows in terms of reputation, and you see that they didn't go into you know, this kind of very uh, brutal techniques of trying to just, despite of everything, stay on the market, stay strong what they're doing, uh, trying to, I don't know, some some sketchy techniques. No, they, they, they just were aware of the, the fact that they failed. But because they were, had a talent in-house and because mm-hmm. they knew, okay, there is not only one product we can sell and make, they refocused. Yeah. Recharged, and you see what they do is that not only that they are now building a new uh, area of expertise and a product, they also do it on a very sustainable matter. With the proof mm-hmm. of which can be found in the uh, most sustainable companies ranking, both 2018, 2019. 2019, it, it went a little bit down from the place 30 globally to 64, but it's still in the top 100 most sustainable companies worldwide. And in 2019, it's actually one place above Unilever, which hmm. promotes itself as the, the sustainable company. <laughs> so it is, it is huge uh, what they do. It is huge how they do it. And yeah. it's a great example of perseverance and persistence and, be, and, and willingness to change. So I think for all the listeners, it's very important. If the things go south, don't lose their hope. 
try to look for alternatives instead of focusing too long on a problem you have. And either you, you know, you change and you go in the new direction, or I think you need to face the high probability and a complete failure in a long time because for most of the times things don't change by themselves once they go south for the product that is just outdated, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, it's an interesting perspective yeah. to, uh, to look at. Clearly, their their culture and the and their talent. Like uh, I wonder, I I don't know many people working for Nokia, but uh, I can imagine that for sure there are like extremely talented people if they manage to to create the the, the systems that they are uh, creating now. And yeah, definitely a company to to look more at. And um, well. Actually, as a as a fact, their their shares in the last three years, uh, yeah, they haven't grown crazy, but they are growing uh, steady. So something to to look at uh, because if uh, the 5G starts to be like some of the the norm the next year, uh, yeah, the the truth is that 50% of the phone market will use the their patent. So that's a, a very big uh, uh, number. So I yeah. mean, it's it's it's. I would also like to say what I like about Nokia is this couple of main uh, uh, um, one-liners that uh, help to describe the uh, Nokia's culture. Their manifesto for 30 years almost right now it's the Nokia way. So they say it's a Nokia way. And they want to say by Nokia way, it's that they're very fast. So it emphasizes the speed and flexibility of how they make decisions. They are very flat organization, very networked organization. They're a Finnish company. Despite of that, the language of the company is English, also in Finland. All documents mm-hmm. are written in English. And it's really the language used for all the intra-company communication, which makes it easy, easy worldwide also to communicate, right? So they have also currently, after the some discussions, they have redefined their uh, um, the 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 values of the company, and they say now they are new defined are engaging you, achieving together, passion for innovation, and very human uh, that's so it's it is you know try to think about it it's really yeah. powerful statements i i think that we should talk one day only about nokia and go deep into their structure i think it's very interesting um definitely and yeah i think that uh, we we touched the the points that we that we wanted to touch today uh Maybe next week uh, with leadership, we are going to be discussing leadership and uh, GE. Uh, General Electric, I think that everybody knows the name, but we are going to do a little bit deep into their structure. Um, Yeah, I guess for my side, I I hope that uh, you enjoyed our discussion today. And yeah, looking forward to the next one. Um, What about you, Pio? 
I would like to say thank you, uh, all listeners, uh, for your time and attention. Um, um, have a closer look on Nokia, its culture. Take it as a great example of really sustainable business model. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get back to you next week in uh, the next episode of Cadmus Change Podcast. And it will be, as dry as you already said, about General Electrics and leadership. Perfect. And if uh, anyone has uh, any question about uh, how to improve their cognitive flexibility, they can write us in, to our page uh, in LinkedIn or uh, in uh, change.cadmusx.com. And we are going to be more than happy to discuss uh, some particular ideas. Yeah. Uh, exactly. See you. See you next week and have a great day. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.